dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash DJ Killer Kev. Oh, yeah, we back. Uh-huh. You Can't Make This Up podcast, episode 91. 91. 91 of them things. <laughs> wow. Nine more away from the big hundred. That's a hundo. For y'all. Hundo. Yeah. Uh, nice little C note. So much stuff to get to. Yeah, yeah. We got our Super Bowl podcast, you know, Super Bowl preview mm-hmm. coming up in a few minutes. But before we get to all that, man. How was your weekend? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Looky here, man. Let me break this thing down for everybody out there, man. You know, you, I probably said this on a previous pod, but, you know, being a boss is overrated. Oh, yeah. You know, you own your own business. I do. You had some issues last week. I did. Yeah, so you know being a boss isn't always what it's cracked up to be. Not at all. Uh, You know, I am a boss supervisor. You know, it's it's the role I chose in my career path. So with that comes when things go wrong, you have to make up for them. You have to pick up the slack. You have to do your part. You're the one that gets that phone call. Get that phone call. (laughs) So I work literally every day. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. Shout out to Club Aces. Shout out to Club Aces. I'm not <laughs> mad about it. But, you know, that means a lot of date nights are like, all right, the date ends at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. These, uh, you know, let's go out for drinks. Eh, we can go get a, a beer yeah. earlier. We can go to the movies earlier. Everything's earlier because mm-hmm. things have to stop because I have to go to work. But, yeah. you know, when you get a legend like Kevin Hart come to town. Yeah. Things got to stop. Yeah. You know, you got to take your lady out for a nice night on the town. Yeah. You got to show her, you know, hey, it's more than about the money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's more than about just pleasing others. You got to keep your happy home. So yeah. when the Kevin Hart announced that he was coming to town, we got tickets. Boom, we in the building. Talk to my peoples at Aces. They understand. They know yeah. I'm married, man. They know right. I got to keep a happy home. It's all good. So... I work earlier on Saturday, which is yesterday, uh, doing uh, Red's Caravan over at the Air Force Base. Uh, it was an up-and-down event, but eh, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not sweating it. You know, had plans to go grab some food about 5 o'clock, get over to the Nutter Center about 7, enjoy the show, then go out for drinks afterwards. Mm-hmm. Get home probably about 3.30, take a little power nap. Like, all right, I'm going to take like a 45-minute nap. Get up, jump in the shower, get dressed. I, clothes is already ironed. Yeah. I'm good. You I ain't got to worry. About hop in the shower, <laughs> hop in the clothes, get to the food spot, eat, hang out with the homies, the wife, laugh, have a good time. As soon. Uh-oh. And when I mean as soon <laughs> as my drawers hit the ground as I'm about to get in this motherfucking shower, nigga. Uh-oh. I'm like... Hmm. Did that little wrist turn? Were you looking? I looked at it. Sent it to voicemail. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I'll answer it when I get out. Yeah. 
soon as I put foot to tub, back to back. I'm like, back it's got, to back. yeah, it's got to be important. So, boom, pick up the phone. Kev, I'm sorry to bother you. I know you got plans for the night, but I'm stuck. I'm like, stuck, stuck, or stuck, stuck, <laughs> stuck, stuck. I'm like, what's the problem? I'm in the station Hummer. And I can't put it in the drive. Mm. I, I was like, okay, where are you? I'm praying you're at the radio station. That way I could just say, fuck it. Yeah. Take a different van. We'll worry about it on Monday. Right. I had to go pick up my son and I was about to head back to the station. I'm like, okay, are you in a parking spot? No, like I'm literally halfway in and halfway out. I'm blocking like seven cars. Uh, I'm like, interesting. Mm. I'm on my way. Mm. So first thing that goes through my mind, shots out to Sharna. She's a great employee. Not only employee, I consider her a friend. Yeah. But in in times past, <laughs> minor small details about the job, like, hey, don't forget to hit this button because that makes the whole thing work. She tends to forget those things from time to time. Not all the time, Uh-oh. but it's happened in the past. So I'm thinking like, all right, I'll get down there. I'll boop. We'll be on our way. I'll yeah. get back. I could flip flop because I thought about like, it's probably something simple. I should shower, get ready, get over there. Boop, boop, boop. I was like, nah, not going to do that to her. She's on the berg. It's getting late. Yeah. Can't have a female employee out there just sitting in a. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> not on the berg. break the news to the wife. <laughs> The look on her face, bro. Like, nigga, no, you're not. I'm like, I have to. Gives me the, okay. So I text a couple of people that we was going up there with. Like, yo, uh, not sure if I'm going to make it, blah, 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 blah. Wifey got your tickets. But I owe you for the uh, tickets. I was going to take y'all out to eat. I was like, yeah, work emergency, bro. Uh, buy the wa- wife a couple bottles of wine. She'll be grateful. <laughs> so I get to uh, this apartment complex where she was. So, yeah, just like she said, couldn't get out of out of park. Like, it was just yeah. fucked. So I'm like, okay, I could, A, call a tow truck and charge it to my card. Then I thought about it. Hey, man, this ain't my shit. Yeah. Or I could call my insurance company and use one of my five tolls that I get per year. Because the about what if something happened with my shit? Right. Not my shit. Not your shit. So I, bing, 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 I level up. Yeah. <laughs> call, call my boss. Right. Like, hey, we got troubles and issues and repercussions. Now, remind you, I think I talked about this on a previous pod, probably like back in October, where I, you know, Kind of encourage them like, hey, man, we should probably have a tow service on speed dial because, you know, we're out at these haunted house remotes. Yeah. And deer just <laughs> almost all over, all over the area. All over. <laughs> so we might want to have these people on speed dial just in case. They did the number crunching. They like, oh, OK, the probability of it actually needing and blah, 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 blah. It's not beneficial financially. I'm like, OK. Until you're the one in the driver's seat. <laughs> you're a smart guy, killer. <laughs> so to speed this story up. Eventually, we get a tow truck to come, and, you know, (laughs) what actually broke on it was the shift gear belt Mm -hmm. rusted out. 
and broke. Something you can't control. Yeah. It's nothing anybody control. I, at first, I thought, like, maybe it was stuck in between four-wheel drive and two-wheel drive. Yeah. Not that. The the guy goes underneath the Hummer. He's fiddling and daddling and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Your shift gear clamp thingy broke. Mm. Rusted out. So, after two hours over there. Oh, Two hours. That don't, add, that don't add up. Yeah, yeah. It's 7 o'clock. Show starts at 7 o'clock. I'm all the way on the berg. I get back to the crib. Have to shower. Get dressed. Get to the Nutter Center. Get to my actual seat. Kevin Hart's been on stage for 15 minutes already. Uh, so, I get 45 minutes of the show. Yeah. That's... Mm. Yeah, so that was my Saturday, bro. That's terrible, bro. I'm so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, you I, had one of my rounds. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I was thinking about you, bro. I was like, man, didn't Killer just go through something like this? It's a, that 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 thing that you can't control always tends to happen on days where you have something to do. Exactly. It's never on days where you can just go and fiddle with it all day and not be missed by anyone. It's always on days when. Some somebody tugging on you from somewhere to do something. Absolutely. Every time, man. at least, at least in my case, I'm a, I'm 37 for 37. So, <laughs> at least in my case, man, it's just amazing how those type of things happen. Like, like you said, it uh, only well, not only, but it most of the time it happens on days where you got shit to do. Yeah. When when you have things to do, it piles up. And not only that, I'm running off of like five hours of sleep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I knew it was going to be a, a sleep-deprived day because I was working this Reds event earlier that morning at the Air Force Base. So I had to get up there at, like, 7 o'clock. So I was working there from, like, 7 until, like, 2, mm. get home at 3, I had worked the club the night before. So it was just, like, a chain mm. reaction of just, like, hey, man, you're this is just going to keep on rolling, man. Right. And, the, and the sole day that I was like, all right, I'm going to take my lady out have some good times, create some memories, some jokes, and yeah. better to die. <laughs> I mean, it's still a decent night. It just wasn't the night that I, I wanted for our, like, all right, we specifically had this night, a date night that we was going to have off, that we was going to do. You know, we went to grab some food afterwards, but I was gassed. I mm -hmm. was done though. you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, honestly, sitting, you know, at the Nutter Center, when you go to a show, or any show for that matter, Getting out is a bitch. Oh, man. Getting out, it took me 30 minutes to get out. I'm literally sitting in my car like I'm blocked from front, blocked from the back. I had to maneuver my way up out of there because they was already at uh, Bar Louie. Like, yeah, we about to order some food. What you want? I'm like, I'm still in the parking lot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it just, it just compiled, bro. Last time Kev Hart was here, I had to uh, smoke his good friends with Naeem. Mm. Come to the shop a lot, so we've all already tore it down. Didn't see it myself. Yeah. Already tore it down. He though. usually does. He's a funny guy, but uh, I burned that. Uh, not say I burned that. I burned that 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 request, but I, I asked for it last time. He gave me some great seats. We was like front and center, about five rows back. Dope. And it was a uh, it was love. So this this go around, I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna push the button. You know, I, I've seen I've seen Kevin Hart and his greatness, and yeah. uh, he's. He's killing right now. Came on so. the pod, by the way. Yeah, definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. You can't make that up. At all. 3KS <laughs> Podcast. Uh, you can definitely check that out on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Yeah, man. You sound like you had one of my weeks. I'm sorry to hear that. I thought when you was talking about the gear thing, my Honda Pilot did that and my Lincoln that I had did that. There's like a Stinking little, Lincoln. I didn't notice, but on the steering column, there's this little bitty flap that you can open. 
and you could put like a flathead in there or something. And like I had my gear shift stuck, at mm-hmm. the, but I was at the crib, thank God. <laughs> so I had to wait for the tow guy to come. He comes and literally in 10 seconds, he's like, there you go. I'm like, Oh, that's a cold piece of work right there. How much that cost me, you know? Right. <laughs> so yeah, man. Yeah, I used, you know how we do. Yeah. We oh, YouTubed yeah. everything. Oh yeah. We in there reading articles online. I disconnected some shift gear and got underneath there. It's like a button for the shift gear that you could push the button and change gears. Mm-hmm. I, I was doing it, but it would never shift into gear. It never mm-hmm. was shifting to drive neutral. At least drive it wasn't to. the middle of the night. Yeah. On a Sunday or something. Bruh. And you know what? <laughs> look, That's look exactly at the, what I the positive said. Kev comes out of me. You know, I got to look at it that way. So. I said the exact same thing. I was like, look, when something rusts out, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter when and where. You know what I'm saying? I'm just glad it was before the event. Like, it wasn't something like, all right, you know, we go crazy places, man. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if it was in October at a haunted house in Wilmington, Ohio, and you just on the highway or something crazy like right. that. Like you when just I left when I anything. left here the, two weeks ago, I had the alternator issue. I I was looking at it like you know we got one vehicle, so I'm the only one that drives this vehicle. I'm just thankful that I guess thankful but unthankful that all the car trouble I've had, I've been the one driving. Right. But I'd rather it be with me when I'm dolo than the wife and kids out somewhere in the winter. So the you can't make this stuff up, brother. At all, hey, man. man. Car troubles is a bitch, man. Yeah, man. It is what it is, How man. was your week? <laughs> man, it was another one. Just another, another one. Yeah, just another one. Um, school, that's... Has to be my focus right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to fight through it, but that's that has to be the focus right now. So, school... Joe College! And, uh... Gig-wise, you know, got, <laughs> got uh, the OG Ron Hunter. Shout to the OG. Absolutely. He's uh, he's, he's holding down. He's actually uh, the, the the next guy up. <laughs> we'll just say the next guy up. Are we taking it there? <laughs> Let me know. Are we taking it there? Oh, it's, all, it's all good. It's okay, all good. so shoot, if we yeah. don't go there for a hot second, it's you know what I'm saying? We go dab a little bit. We keep it extra real. You know oh, yeah. what I'm saying? This, so, this is our pod. This is a, you can't keep it on your own pod. Where you going to keep it real at? Absolutely, right? man. So, all right, OSG. Yeah. You held it down mm-hmm. for like two months strong. Had a little... Ruffling of the feathers yeah. with a certain somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He don't listen, so fuck it. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're going to leave this in here, too. <laughs> no, no problem. Just send him in whenever. Yeah, he can. He's like, come on. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so so when you get the phone call that yeah. they're uh, making a switch it's almost like a, a trade in basketball yeah or, or a quarterback switch yeah I felt I felt like there was a 30 for 30 camera on me telling my story of a of a rough week and then getting the phone call that you've been that you've been traded you know <laughs> but in all actuality man like things happen for a reason you know and I'm and I'm somewhat grateful this happened because I was already contemplating my normal, my business is the strongest from the from the from the spring <laughs> from the spring to the basically you know April to December is my is my heavy time. So getting close to that, you know, I'm getting the phone calls. I'm booking gigs. I had a busy week of that, thankfully. Yeah, got about three weddings booked this week. Um, but when you get start getting those calls, you start looking at the dates they saying is Friday. Cause a lot of people are having Friday weddings. What people, is the wave with that all of a sudden? I know I, it was like the Sunday wave for yeah. a minute. Now it's a lot of wave of uh, the Friday wave. Man, I don't 
it has to for me. It has to be the cost. Yeah. You have to be getting a discount for not having it on Saturday prime. You know, prime and season. You know what? I always say that, but I forget that I got married on a Friday. Yes, you did because of the <laughs> exact same reason. They were like, "Yeah, it's like five hundred dollars cheaper on a Friday." Yes, we're getting married on a Friday. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, and plus too with the Friday weddings, those are kind of dope because you can go to work and then you really got something to go to yeah. after work, so you can got your evening planned out. Yeah, you know, no hiccups in that, and then off to the good night. So they've Friday seemed to be a good party night for weddings, but you know, getting these phone calls and you know, when when I initially got the call for the gig, you know, it was it was it was a good timing, you know, when the winter was coming, I knew I was gonna have some slow months. And then I got into the event and it was good. It just wasn't it wasn't the event that I was hoping it was gonna be. You know, mm-hmm. like these people are really they they enjoy their line dance music, which is cool. But it seems like they want it to be the lead of the night. You know, mm. they want that to be the lead the, the, the whole night. And if it's going to be that, that's fine. But initially we came into it talking about, you know, trying to mimic the station a little bit. So right. if we're going to make some changes, now would have been the time with a, with a new face. Right. So here nor there, you know, it just it wasn't working out for me as far as enjoying the event like I wanted to. You know, it was it, it was cool, but. I felt kind of pressured into, you know, having to play 25 line dances every night, you know. So, with that said, I'm not saying that's a problem, but just every time, you know, it was like, man. Felt like work. Yeah, it, started, it, wasn't, it wasn't becoming an enjoyment, and I was really contemplating my, my prices for weddings versus my prices for, you know, club gigs. So, it was a good time for it, if I, to, to, say, to, to say that, to say that at least. It was, it was a good time for a change, so. Ron must have really held it down for your boy. <laughs> Ron, and two, knowing some of the backstories of what they need for the event, I'm sure it all just makes sense. You know, Ron can provide the sound that's that's needed for that building. So, super there dope, it is, super yeah. dope. Come on in. Come on in. What's up, guys? How What's you doing, up, sir? Man? What's going on? What's going on? Which one? Which one? Right there, right there, boss. All right. <laughs> all right. Oh. Now, killer. Yeah. You had one heck of a tennis career at Trywood High School. Right? I did actually. I still I got had it. one heck of a water boy <laughs> career at Cleveland Heights High School. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we joined by somebody that had much better high school, college, and professional career. Yeah. Uh, during these sports slash athletics that we did. You I never know? thought that you can make this a podcast. <laughs> we'll have you talking to, to to legends like like this one. You know, hey, man. From what? From baseball to basketball, and of course on the football field. Mm-hmm. Keith Byers in the building. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Good to be here. Good hey, be man, here. let's jump right into it. How is, what well, was the recruiting process different from how it is nowadays? We're jumping right into well, it. Well, it is. That's a good question. You got way more information now. Mm. You know, you got 24-hour sports, you know. Uh, when, when I was getting recruited, you know, one of the uh, key things were you're going to be on television. <laughs> yeah, you come to Ohio State, you're gonna, you know, we're gonna get national TV. Not every week, but you know, we can about guarantee you're gonna get, you know, three to four games. We wanna play eleven regular season games at a time. Mm-hmm. Which is like, man, three games on national TV or four, including the bowl game. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, some schools you know, maybe one, if we make a bowl game, that'll be on national wow. TV. <laughs> so, so much different. Right. So, so much different. you know, you want exposure. Um you don't you don't want to be that diamond interrupted. Hopefully, the NFL scouts find out about you and your you know 
you know, you get a good organization that's going to do some extra homework to find out about you. So a lot of guys, you know, fell through the cracks, you know, back in those days. And so you, when you were getting heavily recruited out of high school, you definitely want to go to a program where you're going to get even more exposure. And so those are, you know, something that really going to weigh a lot on you. So that's one of the first things, you know. So when I decided to come to Ohio State or go to Ohio State, uh, it was six running backs in my recruiting class. Wow. Six of us. <laughs> Talk and about so competition. That's competition <laughs> as well as the competition is already there. And of our six, um, but two of us have the same exact credentials. You know, I was All-State running back in Ohio. This other guy, his name is Roman Bates. He was All-State in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know, I was All-American. He was All-American. And then at the time, Parade All-America was the number one, yeah. you know, uh, All-American team to make. I was Parade All-American. So was he. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, who is this guy? But then the other, the other four running backs, were their, their, their lowest credential was All-State. <laughs> I was like, wow, which is a you know, great accomplishment. So right. it's a lot more, you know, talented just to come in. And, uh, and most of the guys... Today, when they choose a school, they want to. How many other you know guys in my position are you recruiting? And they're worried about you know the competition. And there's nothing wrong to be worried about competition, but you want to be the best, play against the best, Mm -hmm. compete against the best. And so, all six of us, you know, what happened to the six of us that were there? Well, I I was the starter, and one of the other six was my backup. One other six. Switched to wide receiver. One other six switched to uh, <laughs> fullback, <laughs> and the other one switched to defensive back. So we all eventually played. Maybe not a position you got recruited to play, but you, we all played, and we all you know still you know went on to compete at a high level. Whereas now guys, well maybe this is not the place for me. Maybe I'm going to transfer. Where you know I'm going to be the man. Go out there and work hard and make yourself the man. Be the starter. <laughs> Question for you, sir. Um, the 1984 Fiesta Bowl, the the return. Right. Um, I just want to know how was like going back to school the first day <laughs> after after that that return, like that the, the ten to five stay in bounds, Keith. That, that, that whole thing, that whole thing. How was that? Just how was that feeling going oh, back? That, it, it was great. Yeah. It was great. I tell you that. I, I High mean, Street was jumping. It was jumping. Yeah, yeah. You know, because uh, that that was a New Year's Day bowl, okay. and you know, you always want to play great. In all bowl games, especially, you know, we just talked about earlier about the national exposure. Uh, and so my profile, you know, at the time in Ohio State, still, you know, 55,000 students on campus. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people knew who Keith Byers was. Mm-hmm. But after that game, mm-hmm. you know, the kickoff return, big bowl win, everybody knew who I was. Yeah. So my profile <laughs> on campus really went up <laughs> another notch, not just on the student body, but even, you know, some of my professors. They, mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't just a face, you know, a name on the, on the roll. Right. You know, kind of, you know, it stood out a little bit more. So then going into my, you know, my junior season, you know, even more pressure. But, you know, I, but that's what you go there for. Mm-hmm. You thrive for those kind of moments. And, uh, uh, yeah, but that, that's special. I had a good offseason that year. Really <laughs> good the, offseason. With the, with the Super Bowl coming up this, you know, next week, you played for the Eagles, the Dolphins. Patriots, Patriots and, and Jets, Jets, correct? Yes. Look at that. I was I was young young man when you <laughs> in were that order. <laughs> but um, playing for both teams, that's in the, that's in the Super Bowl. How you feeling about it? I know I know your heart's probably with the Eagles, but well, yes. Uh, I mean, this is <laughs> you know you go back a couple of weeks ago when the college football playoffs, 
It came down between Georgia and Alabama, and people asked me who you want to win. I said, "Can they both lose?" Right. <laughs> you know, I, I don't like you. Can, can we get a rule? Can they both lose? Right. Well, now here's a Super Bowl. Who do I think is going to win? Can they both win? You know, because my heart is on both sidelines. I would love to see them both win, and this will be, you know, the Super Bowl rematch. Because when they played in, you know, 2004, mm-hmm. I felt the same way. I can't lose. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel a little bit stronger one way or the other. And you're right. My first, my heart is with your first love. Right. The Philadelphia Eagles. I would love to see the Eagles win. Uh, that would be, you know, I, I hate when people say, well, the Eagles ain't never won the Super Bowl. Well, the Super Bowl's only 52 years old. Right. right? <laughs> and the Eagles are over 80 years old. Right. So they've won championships. They just didn't call a Super Bowl. Right. So you can't change the rule and say, well, y'all didn't win this because you never won that. Right. So they've won championships. But this would be their first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, championship, unbelievable for the city. Yeah, the city, the city it's is gonna popping. be a, it's, it's gonna be a one of those national like emergency state of emergencies yeah. if the Eagles yeah, win. Exactly. Philly gonna explode. I, I mean, you thought Cleveland <laughs> Cavaliers championship was <laughs> right. big time? <laughs> right. No, the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, championship <laughs> would be bigger. I mean, because you live in Philadelphia, sports talk radio, three hundred and sixty-five days a year. I don't care what season it is, it's going to get a Philadelphia Eagle question in there. Wow. With something, I mean, it could be the middle of April, mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, the Phillies have just started this, the baseball season. The Sixers are in a playoff run, you know, the Trust NBA the playoffs, and the Flyers are, you know, the, getting ready for the playoffs. Uh, how, what do you think the Eagles going to do a defensive back this year? What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going to be the starting corners? And like, where does this football question come right. from? Because the football, it's the, Philadelphia is a football city first. They love all their sports teams, but mm-hmm. football is without a doubt mm-hmm. number one. So the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Is is well, they don't even need to fly back. They would all have their own <laughs> individual Eagles to fly back on right. all the way back to Philadelphia from Minnesota. <laughs> so I would love for the Eagles to win. And if the Patriots go on and win the game. I would, you know, hey, that was just another, you know, another feather in their hat, you mm-hmm. know, to the great greatness of the uh, Patriot organization. And, you know, I think I had something to do with it back in Super Bowl 31, help building that foundation mm-hmm. was going to carry them all the way now to Super Bowl 52 mm-hmm. and beyond because they have a great foundation established. And I don't know why the other teams, the other 31 teams don't try to copycat the Patriot way of right. success because, you know, win, lose, or draw, the Patriots are successful. They're in the mix every year. They're in the mix. Now, the Philly teams that you playing on, I, I play with you guys on Super Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> Super Tecmo Bowl. Super Tecmo Bowl. Because, uh, you know, Randall, I mean, it was like the first one. Right. Like, you know, we had the Vicks. We got, you know, Lamar Jackson. But he's like the first quarterback that could throw and, like, really, 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 really run. Mm-hmm. And I play with you guys, and like I will put up like crazy numbers. You will have a thousand yards receiving. <laughs> Keith Jackson will have a thousand yards receiving. Fred Barnett. And I used to think, well, now when I mess around and play a little bit, what if you guys like play in that spread up tempo offense with the amount of weapons you guys had? <laughs> like I, I think like like the fastest show on turf, and you guys like in the Jim Kelly. K-Gun offense, like, those are, like, the offenses that I think of. Like, man, if those guys were in today's NFL playing this type of style spread out, you could, like, freely run down the field without getting chucked every yes. five <laughs> Like, what type of numbers you guys would have put up? Uh, unbelievable. Uh, I, I'm not saying that, you know, because woulda, shoulda, coulda. Just facts. Mm-hmm. You, you know, just, I mean, the, the rules that they set up today, You like you just mentioned, you can go into the middle and I had to pay toll. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had to pay toll to go in that middle. You mm-hmm. was going to get hit upside your head. You know, 
we didn't have a defenseless re- uh, receiver rule when mm-hmm, we played. Mm-hmm. So if we were playing today, if I didn't catch a hundred passes, I had a bad season. If I if I didn't catch a hundred passes, if I didn't have you know anywhere from eight nine hundred yards this season receiving yards, I had a bad season. You know, it was just the numbers would be you know just off the charts, and so that's why when I yeah, I'm glad you you know you brought that up because when you judge talent, you can't judge it strictly off numbers. Mm. You, you know, numbers mm-hmm. only tell you at the best half the story of how good somebody was. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to watch the eye test and then make your you know assessments, you know, from then. Because you can't just choose one way and say, well, this guy is very talented. He's just that another. Well, what does numbers say? Well, they don't quite match up. But it, and then another way, you can show me all these guys' numbers, but what does this talent say? Yeah. Uh, they don't quite match up. So you have to watch merge the numbers and the player's ability to, to decide how great he is. And so the numbers won't strictly tell you, you know, the whole story about somebody. Because, you know, and you talk th- dual threat running backs. If we had that, the RPOs, those run pass options with Randall Cunningham, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> unbelievable. Now, you were known for having great hands, but I mean, you're a running back by trade, but there's seasons where you had over seven to 800 yards receiving, like. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I used to switch you guys around. I would put Keith Jackson at wide receiver, put you at tight end, like, I'm unstoppable. Like, yes. they don't <laughs> drop the ball. Like, no. talk, talk about the, the hands. Like, how did you develop your hands? And, you know, you're running back by trade, but, you know, yes. you had hands like a wideout. Because uh, uh, I credit a lot of that to uh, my first coach was Buddy Ryan. You, you know, to, to, taught me how to be a professional. And, what I, and, and I always wanted to work on my craft. What can I do that somebody else is not doing? You know, so if you was a uh, a carpenter, how many tools do you have in your box? You're going to add something new. What else can you do? So as a running back, every, that's why we got drafted in the National Football because we can run the football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, can, what else can you do? Can you catch the ball? Can you block? Can you run routes? Can you do – so add something new. So during the off seasons, you know, when, you know, uh, we can't tackle – <laughs> you know, so I would line up with the wide receivers mm. and throw with them. I would what route we're running? We're running comeback routes at you know eighteen yard comeback to fifteen. So I would work out with those guys, and I always had good hands. You know, I just me and Chris Carter in, in practice <laughs> at Ohio State. Yeah, we used to practice one hand catches. Who can make the you know the craziest one hand catches <laughs> in practice? So we would do that after practice at Ohio State. So we were always so catching the ball has always been second nature for me because. Uh, all the sports that you talked about, you know, in my introduction, I played baseball, you know, and so I always get eye-hand coordination, being an outfielder, being able to judge balls was underthrow, overthrow, and being able to, you know, adjust my body to that, being able to make over-the-shoulder catches. So that correlated good for me in football. It was when I was, when I was playing football, I would see wide receivers not adjust to the ball, and one of the questions I would ask, man, did you play baseball growing up? No, I can tell. Why you asking that? Because you don't know how to adjust to the ball. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you don't know when the ball's underthrown to slow yourself down or speed up when the ball's being overthrown. You know, you got to, you know, stay in your run before you, you know, running with your hands up in the air. You got to stay in your, in your, you know, your arm pump, <laughs> in your running motion, <laughs> right. and then reach for the ball. Um, so I worked on all those skills, you know, as a player, you know, and I've, you know, and they correlated good once I, you know, started playing, you know, in the game. So we had a great offseason. And it, you know, and that carried over to a great season. Dope. And so we worked hard. What is the uh, the week like before the Super Bowl? Like, what is that? 
pressure? What is that? How's your mind feeling going into a game like that? It, it's, you know, as a player, at one point in my career, I thought the Super Bowl was overrated because I hadn't played in one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, all that hype and circumstance, I ain't all that. You know, yeah, I want to play, but, you know, I think they it's too hype. It's more, you know, but then once you qualify to play in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and go through that whole experience, then you had to, you know, correct yourself and say, it's not overhyped. It is <laughs> what they say it is. Right. But going through it, this this past week that just happened, you know, after you played the AFC and NFC championship games, then you have that week of work, and then starting today they fly into the Super Bowl location, which mm-hmm. is this year it's Minnesota. You got to have all your work done prior to this week because mm-hmm. that's more of a regular week of you know you play Sunday, put our game plan in, and we play the next game this following Sunday. Well, only difference is now they're ready to play mentally today. Mm-hmm. Now they got an extra week, you know, because you get two weeks off to help the guys prepare, right. build up the hype for the game. So now it's all about polish this coming week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and and the teams that do it well will go on to have a successful game, whether they win or not, at least they, they're mentally ready to play. Right. So when I qualified for the Super Bowl, um, it was a regular week of practice. Only difference is we, we got a lot of our distractions out of the way in New England before you get to mm. which we went to New Orleans before you got to New Orleans. So we got you know, we did our regular game plan. So we did all the football stuff and we took care of the non football stuff. Tickets. Tickets, <laughs> hotels, right. you know, cause it's uh, that you don't normally have to deal with. Because right. now they have a hotel dedicated to the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. And so really, like two hotels. Right. So one hotel is for the families, you know, and all the you know, and the support staff for the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. And so, and each player, if I'm not mistaken, we get two rooms for your family. How much family can your family fit in two rooms? <laughs> <laughs> Half of my immediate. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, and I was married at the time, so that means you know, my wife and kids in one room, and then who's the other room? All my Parents, brothers, sisters, and cousins. Oh, oh my God. Right. And so now you have to deal with that. Man, but they got to help you out. They got to deal with that, too. Man, Mm y'all figure out where y'all going to stay. Right. I got to focus on this game. Right. Right. So you do all that this coming week. Now, how many tickets do I have? Then you got a ticket allotment. You do all that this week. Another thing, fun part of that in that first week is you do your ring. (laughs) You put you know, they do your ring sizes. Oh, wow. You know, like, what size ring do you want? You know, so they come out with the little thing, and they put the ring on you, like, which ring are you going to wear? They make on? it feel and, real for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. So we can win this game. But everybody does know, everybody gets a Super Bowl ring. It's just that the teams that win, it's a Super Bowl champion. Mm. The teams that don't win, it's that it has your conference championship okay. on there. Okay. So people say, man, you didn't get the Super Bowl because I didn't win the game. You didn't, I, I got a Super Bowl ring. I got a ring for playing in the Super Bowl. Right. It's champ- this is an AFC championship ring. Right. You know, and I still wear it from time to time. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I, man, and this, you know how hard it is to get one of these? <laughs> these, are, these are priceless. Right. Can't go buy one of these. Right. So you That'd handle a lot of that distractions prior to Sunday. So now this Sunday when you get there, there's even more distractions. But who's going to handle these distractions? They're going to a cold-weather city. Not a whole lot to do in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Especially, right. you know, God rest his soul, Prince isn't living anymore. Right. 
Prince he, might he, get he a nice party. Yeah. Yeah. Nice party <laughs> in the crib. Right. We don't know the feet, you know, that to the Paisley Park and see Prince. Yeah, you know. Now the biggest thing they to do is go to Mall of America, the largest of mall underground. You know, right. I've been there. It's a, right. it's a mall. <laughs> it's just a bigger mall. Right. You know, so it won't be as many distractions, but there's going to be media obligations. Tuesday's mm-hmm. Media Day, and so and they televise media. Day they now. televise it. Right, it's crazy. Right. So it's a lot going on, but as a player, they're going to be isolated. I mean, the Patriots are going to stay in their hotel, and if I know Bill Belichick on Saturday night, they're going to switch and change to a different hotel <laughs> to make it more like home. Yeah, you know, and so they'll they'll be ready. And same with the Eagles, they're going to be ready. And now the Patriots just dealt with this last year; right. they got more experience. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different, you know, for the Eagles because, you know, only players they have with experience are some of the ones that the former Patriot players, you know, Blunt and uh, Chris Long. Mm -hmm. We just went through it last year. So it's going to be different, not impossible, and this is what you live for. And, uh, I mean, Super Bowl, Super Bowl week, the hype. You know, when I played in it, we was in New Orleans. So imagine the French Quarter Mm -hmm. and New Orleans, (laughs) Bourbon Street and all that stuff. But I didn't let it distract me i've been there before mm-hmm. i've been as bourbon street new orleans and i'm like man i'm here to do a job new orleans will be here next week right so i'll be here two chip. weeks from now mm-hmm. i can always come back mm-hmm. so don't get caught up in the hype at the parties and all that stuff as a player right in the game because i don't want to be that guy they, yeah, they that, got caught out here hung out that 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 tough. you know Right. Have, Whoa, we have, got his... Having that cousin that want to go out and kick it. Right. You know, that seemed to be Do like one a... night <laughs> out of town ain't going to kick right. it. Flat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, the Eagles, Nick Foles, uh, the last backup to start in the Super Bowl was Jeff Hosteller with the Giants. Mm. I remember that Super Bowl vividly because that was like my first dip into gambling. <laughs> I made a bet on that game. I bet the Bills were going to win and I lost $5. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, big money when you're in the sixth grade, dog. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, technically, he is the backup. He has tons of tar- starting experience, but technically, he is a backup quarterback. And you know how Bill is with those backup quarterbacks, man. They definitely take away your best weapon yeah. and put a lot of pressure on a quarterback. How you think Nick Foles is going to deal with the Bill Belichick defense. That's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Uh, I mean, I always say, you know, NFL playoff football is not about your strengths because you're strong because you're in the playoffs. That's why you got enough strengths to to make you, you know, qualify for the playoffs. What gets you disqualified, kicked out of the playoffs, are your mm. weaknesses. You know, and so this game is going to come down to who exploits the other team's weaknesses the best. And you just mentioned the, the Eagles' weakness is the quarterback slot. And love Nick Foles. I think he's you know he's starting quarterback. He'll be a starting quarterback years. somewhere. And next maybe year. a starting yeah. quarterback here <laughs> next year. Mm-hmm. But this is not his team. He brought this team all season long. You know, Hostetler got the the giant job in early December, similar to when Foles got it. Yeah. You know, but that was a defensive led. Super Bowl win yeah. <laughs> by the uh, part. You know, Hostel made a couple good plays yeah. in that game, but the giant defense is the one that carried them, propelled them to that victory. And now, who's going to prepare the Eagles to the victory or the Patriots to the victory in this game? So Nick Foles is the weak link, and you know, for the Eagles, who's the weak link for the New England Patriots? The Patriot defense. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and so can who can you know exploit each? Because Tom Brady is the best defense for the Patriots. Keep Tom Brady <laughs> on the field of defense for the Patriots gets the rest. Yeah. And uh, if Brady 
And if, if it, so if it's a fourth quarter game, <laughs> look out. Yeah. You know, okay. Look at, look at what, what, what happened last week with, with uh, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Blake Bortles wasn't weak link of the Jaguars. He's still young. He's still trying to grow, but can you make these big throws at yeah. this time? So yeah. if Belichick says, wait, can Nick Foles make those big throws at that part of the game? We'll As see. a former Eagle, in the fourth quarter, how many points do you guys need to be up before you feel comfortable? Wow. Dealing with a time break. Fourth quarter, three scores. Yep, 21. <laughs> got to be 21. <laughs> got to be at least 17. At least 17. It's got to be at least 17. That, you know. that speak, like I can't stand Tom Brady for multiple reasons. He went to Michigan. Uh, he <laughs> always beats my Steelers. So I can't stand him. But I had to relinquish the fact that he is the GOAT of quarterbacks, like last year. Yeah. Like I had to stop with the hate. And give him his fair price. Just beat it out of you, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just to submit. I mean, come on, come on. Yeah. Atlanta had it. I learned my lesson last year. My my good military buddy from the army is diehard Patriots fan. Halftime, I sent him the half uh, crying Jordan face. It was half Jordan, <laughs> half Brady. At halftime, I sent him that like ha Full quarter, I'm sitting there like, oh man, oh man, here it comes. No, I was at the game last year. Oh. I was in the stadium. Last year, and I was sitting surrounded. It was, you know, the Super Bowl. You're surrounded by all kinds of fans, mm-hmm. but it was some Atlanta fans around us. The few Patriots that were in the section I was sitting in, mm-hmm. and the Atlanta fans was letting us have it. <laughs> and then a couple of the Patriots people was going, I'm like, man, don't engage them. They're kicking our butt right now. Be quiet. <laughs> and now the Patriots are starting to, they finally score, and now they're down by 18 points. And so. <laughs> Uh, but the, the Falcon fan was saying, "Remember my face. You're gonna remember this in your dreams. You're gonna remember. We're gonna kick." And so the guy, the Patriot fan, put up four fingers at the guy. What does that mean? What does those four mean? We get four. Y'all get zero. Four Super Bowls. Y'all get zero Super Bowls. And y'all, y'all ain't got no plays that get you 18 points. I'm like, okay, we just keep watching, <laughs> keep watching. And lo and behold, we don't know how that game played out. Mm-hmm. And then, but to, to give the Falcon fan credit. He did not. He he shook he shook the, the the Patriot guy's hand and said, you know, hey, good guys, good game, guys. You guys, you, you whipped us. You got us. Now, if the Falcons win that game, oh, yeah, how much it. more obnoxious would that guy oh, be in the state? Level ten, <laughs> level ten, Ooh. man. Like, how about? I mean, what was your thoughts going through that game when that momentum shifted to the Pats? It ain't over. Mm-hmm. It ain't over till it's over. And I, and I mean, I, I, I'm. I'm like you, but I, I got to wait until Brady retires before I officially <laughs> rate him. You know, because I can't crown a guy while he's still playing. I got to wait till his, his body, his work is over. Mm-hmm. But right now, he's one of my top five quarterbacks of all time. But to see him make those throws live and in living color, I was, I, was, I, knocked, I nudged my wife in the show. And I said, "Babe, this just boy's making some throws. He's in the zone." I mean, he was he was throwing darts. Darts. I like, and, and I was just sitting. I was sitting in the end zone, and it was where they, the same end zone where they scored the, the game winning touchdown. So I was watching it all unfold, and I was seeing them throws he's making. I'm like, you don't know how I shake. You don't, you don't know how good that throw was, baby. That was a heck of a throw. Oh, he just you know talking about you know threading the needle. Oh, threaded. I mean, defense the coverage was in good shape, but Tom was still putting that ball on the only place it could be caught. And I was like, he's making some throws. You, you, you give me. He's making so I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. You're not just you know. Not I've seen other, some great quarterbacks make great throws. I mean, I played with Dan Marino for three years, and so 
I've seen it before. Yeah. So I know what greatness looks like. So I wasn't that I was shocked. I was just, or surprised. I was just happy to see it because I'm like, I don't care what Atlanta do right now. Only thing that only, Atlanta's friend is hope time runs out. That's mm-hmm. the only thing they can do to win because they're not stopping this guy. Because mm-hmm. he's going to, the receivers can't drop the ball where he's putting it at. <laughs> he can't drop it. I mean, he's impaling the ball in your chest. You're not dropping it. You're like, Talk Man. about that. They, they always hear the phrase, he throws a catchable ball. What, what? What is a catchable ball? Like, I always, you know, as a kid, hey, hit you in the hands, you better catch it. Yeah. Is that, like, real or, like, is, does it really matter, like, a quarterback throwing a catchable ball? What is that? Well, that's, that's a good question. Uh, it, first off, it, you're, you're, you're right. It, it's a two-way street. You know, when I go up and make a great one-handed catch, is that catchable? <laughs> <laughs> I'm making you know, I'm making you look good. Right. right. Now I need sometimes you to make me look good by your guys got good coverage on me. Now you fit one in here and make that catchable. And then it's about, but to answer the question totally, is a catchable ball is putting the right velocity on the ball at the right time. You know, as far as you know, be able to make me, you know, help me make the ball catchable. Sometimes you need to throw the fastball. Mm-hmm. Just zip this thing in there. And sometimes you need a little touch on the ball. Throw me the change up. You know, to finesse <laughs> this thing in there, you know, to me. Especially mm-hmm. when I'm wide open. I don't need a fastball. Hey, just lay that thing out. Let me run to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. No, or if I'm, you know, 10 to 10 yards from me, don't be throwing me no freaking bullet right now, man. Take something off him right here. Just throw it to me. Right. You ain't got to uh, show me how strong your arm is from here. You ain't going to put no stank on it. Yeah, they put no stank on it. So those are catchable balls. And then, But the thing, the key is how many quarterbacks know how to throw a catchable ball at the right time? They think they need their fastball all the time. I know you got a fastball. You ain't got to zip it in here to me every time. Mm-hmm. I think about you know? Blake Bortles in the AFC Championship game when he had Fournette on that wheel route. If he just would have... Just a little bit. Just a little bit. There you go. Is, it was like a line drive. It was like this. It went, and, it didn't, it didn't, the didn't get it on. I, I got a linebacker. He yeah. can't. You lost it on top. Let me go he get may it. not score, but you burn more time off the clock. Kick a field goal. You go up another two scores, but incomplete punt. Brady does break things. <laughs> it is not about scoring at that time. It's, it's about moving the chains. Right. And the clock this is ain't running. college. Yeah. That no. clock don't stop. <laughs> Just keep going. Right. Yeah. So that would be, a, uh, you know, but that's something that Blake Bortles, I'm not ready to throw him under the bus and I get rid of him. He's only 24. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest game he ever played in his life. <laughs> you know, Tom Brady was well. at that point before. Right. And, you know, hey, let's grow on it. Because who who out there is better today than Blake Bortles that Jacksonville's gonna get their hands on? That that that's available. Uh, like, I mean that you they can say get Alex Smith is going to the Browns. This is, that would be Alex Smith thirteen. He was in he he was in uh, San Francisco, right? Yeah. Okay, who didn't somebody take his job? Colin <laughs> <laughs> Kaepernick yeah. took that job. Yeah. Caps available. So now he's in Kansas City. <laughs> he's got weapons at the Wazoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facts. Oh, and what is yeah. he doing there? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Just huh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, is, do you want him to over, lead your franchise? Lead your franchise. Right. So yeah. if I'm Cleveland and I say, say bring him here, for what? What is he going to do? I mean, did Deshaun Kaiser cost you 16 games last year? Then a rookie so. quarterback? No. 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 So if you're going to bring in a veteran, somebody like Alex Smith, you're only 16. Is he four games better than him? Is he five games better than Deshaun Kaiser? And if so, 
That's not playoffs. That's right. four and twelve, five and eleven. Right. That's the you might pick. as well. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You're still on the clock. Right. He's not the answer. You, you know, uh-uh, he's not the answer mm-hmm. at all. You know, so as fans, we always look at it as unless my team wins the Super Bowl or the national championship, the season was a waste. How do players look at seasons? Hmm. Good question. We don't look at it as. We, it, it, as as failure, per se, it is failure when you don't win the championship. But especially in the, in the pros, you, you, you know, myself and Reggie White, we would call each other every day after the day after the Super Bowl or the night of the Super Bowl, upset that we're not playing. Mm-hmm. You know, like man, we we, we got it. We got what do we got to do to get in this game? You know, we played them during the regular season. You know, sometimes we beat them or just man, we're better than this. What do we got to do? So you you got to feel it that way, you know. To what like what I said earlier, what else can I put in my toolbox to make me better to help my team be better? And so if I got to go work on this and work on that, and that so you get better. So this arc of my career with the Philadelphia Eagles, my first year, you know, we're five ten and one. Was that the year with Jaws? Jaworski, yeah, yeah. Jaworski was starting quarterback. We're five ten and one. Of course, we didn't know where playoffs, Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> so then the next year we had a strike, mm. and our overall record was seven and eight, which we three of those losses was during a strike that they put on our record. So really, we're seven and five as a team. Right. You know, our real team is seven and five. The mother bums, them scabs, they went zero and three, <laughs> but they making us seven and eight. So we missed the playoffs again. So, but. When you're being realistic with yourself, well, last year we won five games. This year we won seven. We're better than we were last year. And we didn't get to play them other three. If we think that we can win them other three, we probably could have won all three of them. Mm-hmm. And we'd probably be in the playoffs. We, you know, Or say we win two out of three. We're nine and seven. We're better than that five-ten win. Mm-hmm. The following year, my third year, we go ten and six. We win a division. <laughs> we're in the playoffs. Yeah, We lost in the fog bowl. Because <laughs> oh, the fog okay. come in, but we felt that we we that team we even to this day we sit around and talk that team could have won the Super Bowl because who went to the Super Bowl that year? San Francisco and the Cincinnati Bengals played in the Super Bowl. We'd have beat San Francisco because San Francisco ended up beating the Chicago Bears, who we would have we'd have beat Chicago, we'd have beat San Francisco, and we'd have played Cincinnati in that Super Bowl. Nineteen eighty eight was the John Taylor. Catch? Yeah, the, mm. yeah, the John Joe Montana drive at the end of the game. Mm. You know, but Bengals. that's yeah. – We're here about other things. We're here about other things. That's life, you know. Yeah. You know but, that's, but so now that, that answers your question. Right. We didn't win this – but that was a successful season for us. You know, two years ago we were so far from the playoffs you couldn't even see the playoffs. And now we're in the, the, we're in a tournament now for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It can happen. So if I'm a Cleveland Brown, 0-16 this year. How far away are you truly from the playoffs and having a chance to play? Last year this time, same time last year this week, the Jacksonville Jaguars were three and thirteen. Three and thirteen, and they were half a quarter away from being playing a game next week. <laughs> they were in the playoffs in the AFC Championship game in the fourth quarter up by ten points. <laughs> the same three and thirteen team. So there's hope. People, anything's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> you can go from the outhouse to the penthouse in the National Football League in one year with the right 
decisions, but I say I touched on it earlier. To have a great regular season, you have to have a great offseason. Mm. So if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I am grinding right now. Mm-hmm. Everything that we do is prepared for the upcoming season. So if you have a great, you know, they hopefully they was at the Senior Bowl this past weekend, mm-hmm. and then they got the combine right around the corner, and then the uh, draft be coming up before you know it, mm-hmm. and then the OTAs, mini camp, training camp be here in July, season September, kickoff, and all that is less than nine months away. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, about nine, ten, <laughs> ten months away. Yeah. It's right around the corner. One last question I want to ask you before we let you get up out of here. It's not really uh, Super Bowl related, but I know you're a golfer, and I got to ask you. <laughs> my guy Tiger's back. How you Tiger. feeling about it? How you feeling about it, sir? And this is where I step away from the mic. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, I feel good. I, I mean, I'm so happy that he's healthy. Yes. You know, because uh, I've been following Tiger, you know, from day one. Huge fan of him. Had opportunity to meet him a couple of times, and so I just want to see nothing but the best for him. Mm-hmm. And if Tiger put the golf clubs down today, and never swing again. He's the greatest golfer we've ever seen. Fact. No, no question. <laughs> the greatest golfer, without yes. a doubt. Um, but now, and I said, just take your time, get healthy, mm-hmm. and do, do what you got to do. Because Tiger is even doing his prime. And uh, Tiger's always said, you know, it's going to take a career to win, uh, had the most majors, championships. Mm-hmm. And his career isn't over with. Right. And, uh, and I only care about four tournaments a year. <laughs> right. I, you know, I know he's playing in the, with the Farmers out right. there in San Diego. Uh, <laughs> love to see him win it, but it's going to be tough to him. He's, you know, minus three right now and think what minus 12 is winning. Right. Uh, he, you know, so what if he win? He comes back and win today, shoots an unbelievable round. And just be they, healthy they, for the majors. Just, That's yeah, all I. Just be healthy. <laughs> all I'm worried about is mm-hmm. the Masters in April, mm-hmm. U.S. Open in June, British Open in July. Mm-hmm. PGA Championship in, in, in April. I mean, in August. That's all I care about. Yep. Win me those four <laughs> tournaments, you know, over the next year of career, and get the way. Well, I need to win five of them, win it five times. To have, you know, unquestionably, which is already unquestionably the greatest golfer to ever play, but take all the little dowels away. So he right. didn't win 18 majors, you know, and he only won 14. <laughs> people- Don't get 19 majors and tell them, man, deuces, drop the mic, drop the golf, <laughs> drop the putter on the, on the walk-off. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he does that, you know, coming back from, you know, saying the injuries, the personal issues and everything like that, there would be nothing else to say. Right. And I'm not even a golf guy, but I even know that. Like, yo, if if he wins 19 majors after everything he's been through, you know, you got to salute that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's... He's one of those guys, man, that just he's not gonna get the credit that he did what he did for golf oh. while he's alive. People will just hold on to something that they want to dig on him about. I mean, like the man went from his rookie year, quote unquote, twenty one starts later was the number one golfer. So I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> stuff like that you're just not gonna see. The Tigers got so many records, it's <laughs> just like unruly because you, know, mm-hmm. you know I talked earlier about stats and 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 then the talent. Tigers think that they match up. Mm-hmm. They match up perfectly. You can just talk stats alone and Tiger's number one. You can just talk talent alone. Tiger's number right. one. You put them both together, he's number one. Right. I mean, just one, one thing they don't talk about enough as far as I'm concerned is his cut streak. This guy mm-hmm. went over 10 years without missing a cut. Right. Yeah, over 10 <laughs> years. And I, if I play <laughs> golf like, on two days in a row, I'm kind of sore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking four days, week after week after week. 
Not missing a cut I mean, for a decade. competing against, he plays the toughest courses, against <laughs> yeah. the deepest field, and he's spanking all their butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on a consistent, but they, they know it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at one time, it was, they was like, who's the big three on the turn? Phil Mickelson and uh, uh, VJ Singh mm-hmm. and Tiger Woods? And somebody, David Ferretti said, no, it's a big two and a, and, and a huge one. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He said, right. They, they're not even close, you know, to him. Well, we thank you for coming on to our podcast, being a, a legend from the same dirt that I'm from. It yes, means a lot indeed. for you to be a part of this and I thank you sir thank absolutely you. thank you can we get the Super Bowl prediction can we get a score or are you going to say that for your show with Justin next week <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on it but I will say I have the uh, it's, the, it's the Super Bowl is for the Eagles to lose there it is. That's what the Eagles Well, I'm lose. rooting for them. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Now, I don't care if they said somebody else is the favorite. They're my favorite. Yeah. But uh, on paper, the Eagles still have enough, even without Carson Wentz, to win the game. But defense. the game isn't played on paper. Defense. It's played mm-hmm. on the field. So Facts, 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 facts. We definitely appreciate it. Keith Byers, You Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We out till next week. Peace.